folks. It's Friday, November 12th, 2021. Coming up on the program today, adventures in extreme cuckolding. Plus, the feminist who wants to rebrand the name abortion to the much sexier name of fetal homicide. And the award for cuntiest racist teenager of the state of Minnesota goes to... Distorted View Daily proudly presents a YouTuber struggling with his appearance. Today we're going to talk about man boobs. I don't know what to do. I lost 17 pounds before I went to Europe because I wanted to look halfway decent, you know, in another country or whatever. And it all came out of my belly because look at me, I'm a skinny guy, right? But I still have my man tits. How the hell do you get rid of these things? I mean, I dieted, I was doing exercises, I lost all the weight out of my tummy, looked it great. Then it made my breasts look even bigger. Okay, like, okay, for instance, digital soap, if you're watching it, I know you do watch my videos, you're doing all these exercise videos about ways to do stuff, well, will somebody please tell me how to lose my man tips? Because it's getting embarrassing. I don't know if it's a genetic thing or what, because my dad had man tits, he had really big man tits, but, but he was like a big head. God. And you know, you see man tits all over the place, but usually it's all big heavy guys. I'm not even a big heavy guy. Help me out. How do I get rid of my man tits? It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. Are you on the internet? Isn't that for techno geeks with spreadsheets? Crystal math solutions up your butthole. Why does man have such a sweet rectum? Christian now fears his flatulence. At least I'm not going to die because I'm a careless fairy. Yes, say freaks. Tim back here with you to end the week with the Today's show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Got a good one. Do any of you guys out there in long-term relationships let your girlfriend or wife get fucked by other guys? What? Was that too personal of a question for me to ask you this early in the podcast? I guess I shouldn't jump right into those things. I'm sorry. How are you? Nice weather we're having, huh? How are the kids? You doing well in school this year? Okay, now, have you ever let a black guy fuck your wife? Was that enough uh, small talk, pleasantries to get to the good stuff? I'm just fascinated, not so much about the act of fucking, but all the details surrounding it. Is it just like, you know, you've been with your girl for a long time and your dick is too familiar. She needs something a little strange, something exotic. Or is it like one of those weird scenes where you want to watch her getting fucked by a guy? And sometimes it like it has to be a black guy doing the fucking like there's a weird racial aspect to this. I think it all has to do with white guilt. We're just trying to say sorry for slavery. You want to fuck my wife? Please go ahead. If that'll make things better between us. Honey, you're okay with that, right? Yeah, she's okay with it. Go bang her hard. Let's let the healing start, you know? In other cases, it might be like uh, almost like a degrading thing for the white guy, you know, because, uh, you know, they get a big, strong black man with a big dick. It's humiliating for the husband to see uh, how a real man pleases her. So, I mean, there's like a lot going on, possibly. Things can get pretty weird. Now, we've played cuckolding videos many times on the podcast. Here's a cuckolding scene. Yeah, it's kind of weird because both the wife and the black guy who's fucking her are looking at the husband. That's where their focus is. And to answer your question, sir, yes, I can tell you like fucking her. See, you know, he talks to you. He has zero respect for you, hubby. <laughs> the black guy has no respect for him. His wife is having all kinds of orgasms. She's making noises the husband's never heard before. Still, I think uh, the husband's getting off to this. See how that cock fits so good inside of me? You bitch! I told you the one thing I'm most self-conscious about is my dick size. You know, the most memorable cuckolding video I think I I remember playing, it had to be the one where, like, the black guy fucked the wife and then turned around and also fucked the husband? I didn't see that twist coming. I uh, just happened to find the video. So here, here's a little bit of it just to refresh your memory. Oh, honey. How's it feel, baby? Talk to me. Does it feel good? Yeah. Yeah? The same dick that fucked your wife and made her come. 
See, now, I just wonder how that all played out. Was this gay second act uh, a spur of the moment thing? Like, did the black guy come to the house just assuming he was going to fuck the woman and then be done with it? Did she spring this on him? Like, hey, why not, uh, you know, ram that dick of yours in my husband's asshole? A hole's a hole, right? Come on. It's not gay because he's married to a woman, see? You like being a bitch? You like being used like this? Fucked like this? Mm, my husband getting fucked in the ass. He's discovering something about himself. Oh, getting owned by another man. All right, so, uh, yes, we played that clip a while ago on the podcast. And what I found, at least based on my search today, is that uh, that scenario is uh, apparently not that unusual. You know, I hate to bring this back to racial issues, but uh, I've heard this time and time again. Like uh, when a a black girl is talking about uh, college or something, she says, I have to work twice as hard to get to the same place as a white person. And I feel like I'm seeing this play out in the cuckolding scenes. The black guy's got to do double duty. Fuck the bitch and fuck her husband. Poor people cannot get a break. All right. So I've got some clips here to illustrate. I mean, I've got tons of these things. Uh, This video is called Hubby Gets Some Big Black Cock While Licking Wife. Oh, yeah, fuck him. Oh, yeah. She sounds like she really wants it to hurt. Come on, fuck him hard. Make him cry. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck him hard. Fuck him hard, fuck him hard, She kind of sounds more like the man than either of these two guys. Here's another clip of a white guy getting fucked by a a, a black dude who just nutted inside of a woman. Uh, The girlfriend is actually helping the black guy. Put put your hands back here. Put your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. You are a filthy whore, aren't you? Uh I like this one because the white guy cries. (laughs) It is a big cock in there. Wow, this the white guy, you know, the the wife is directing him, but she's like, spread your ass, grab your cheeks and spread them. And he does, man. He is like ripping his ass apart, spreading his ass wide open. (laughs) I think he's saying deeper. Fucking you good now, isn't he? Putting you in your sissy little place. Yeah. Yeah, just a pathetic little white boy, aren't you? Uh-huh. What are you? Yes, you are. I think he said he's a pussy bitch. Kind of hard to tell through all that blubbering. Oh, yeah. It's like a bird, an owl. I'm going to move on to the next clip because the next one is very similar. It's just a guy screaming. Unfortunately, there's music. It makes it even harder to tell what the guy's screaming. Thankfully, this next clip is uh, completely silent, except for the sounds of uh, this guy's girlfriend licking his asshole. I guess maybe that was like part of the deal. The girlfriend's like, please, I want to see you get fucked by a big black cock. And he's like, all right, but you have to lick my ass first. Yeah, you're so sexy. Yeah, oh, in the fucking hole. Yes. Oh, so nice. Yes. You like that tongue in your ass? Wait till you feel the next thing penetrating that hole. Oh, God, you're so good. Fuck yes. Oh, oh, yes. Suck my asshole. Oh, suck my ass. At one point, he calls it his little sissy hole. So I don't know. This might not be the first time. Uh, you know, he's been fucked by a, a dick, black or otherwise. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, suck my fucking asshole. Listen to him giggle. And you know who the only type of people that giggle are. You know, queers don't 
talk normally, they just giggle with their little fucking Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Yes, get in there with my whole mind. Oh, God. I'm such a lucky guy. Yeah. Oh, with my little sissy hole. There it is. I told you he mentioned his sissy hole. Well, let's get to the main event already. <sighs> oh, yeah, that big old fucking cock. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness. Now, this is a married couple. I hope they've discussed his sexual preferences prior to this because it's uh, obvious this is what he really wants. He he loves big black cock. Oh, yeah. Fuck me with your black cock. Oh, yeah, fuck me with your big black cock. Yeah, you like it black, don't you? I love that black cock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so nice and thick and plain, little hole. He likes referring to his hole as tiny. Oh, it's so nice and big. Stretching my little hole. Oh, stretch my little hole. Oh. Guys, I- I'm just going to say it. We're dealing with a gay man here. This is gay porn, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, get it in there. Oh, fuck. Yeah, push that big dick inside me. Oh. I mean, when the wife is not in the frame, in the video, it 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 is it it looks like a gay porn at that point. It's 100% gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Penetration. Oh, so deep inside my fucking tiny hole. Mm, so deep inside your hole. Yeah. Yeah, this big black cock. Oh, this big black dick. Yeah, you like black dick. I love black dick. I know. Finally. Yeah. Admit I love that shit. Dick. Oh, this is the first time he's admitted to liking black dick. Wow. Honey, there had to have been clues. Gay guys aren't into dick as much as your husband is. Oh, on top of you, shoving his big dick in you. Oh, oh, oh. All right, there you go. The interesting fetish of getting fucked by the man who's cuckolding your wife. Ta-da! As a bonus, I've got a a, a strange video. <laughs> strange, as opposed to the last fucking 13 minutes of show. Well, this one is is like a a cuckolding video. The 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 black guy is fucking the wife, uh, not the man. However, when he comes, he pulls out of the wife and he jams his dick down <laughs> down the husband's throat. I don't know how great the audio is. Let's hope the husband gags on the semen. Black guy's getting very close. Looks like he's he's pulling out and he's jamming his cock down the husband's mouth. And it feels good, apparently. That white boy is drinking every last drop. Is everyone gay? Everyone's gay, right? <laughs> I mean, this convinces me. He's a married man letting another guy fuck his wife. And then that guy blows his load down his throat. I mean, it's it's mind-bending. This is what's going on in the bedrooms of America. Y'all are sick. You need help, therapy. Jesus, something. You need something. Let's move away from cuckolding for just a moment. We'll get back to it, maybe. Uh, I want to talk to you about author Naomi Wolf. I just learned about her. She's been around forever. According to Wikipedia, that's where I get all my information, she's an American feminist author and journalist. She has, in recent years, become more and more nutty. She's now an anti-vaxxer. Before that, she was peddling conspiracy theories about the Ebola virus. For a time, though, people took her seriously, like in the 1990s. She was a political advisor to the presidential campaigns of uh, Bill Clinton and Al Gore. She wrote some best-selling books like The End of America and Vagina, a new biography. 
That sounds like a feminist book, right? Anyway, one of her books uh, is called Outrages, Sex, Censorship, and the Criminalization of Love. And in it, she studies the repression of homosexuality in relation to attitudes towards divorce and prostitution, and also in relation to the censorship of books. Sounds like a real snooze fest, right? In the book, uh, she goes through all these different cases uh, throughout history where, like, uh, people have been accused of, you know, homosexual acts or whatever, and then uh, sent to death, like, executed. Here I have audio from an interview where... The interviewer has done more research than this bitch did on her book, and he calls her out on all of the um, inaccurate information. You get uh, sentences, as I mentioned, of penal servitude for 10 or 15 years, and I found, like, several dozen executions. Like? Like how many? She sounds like an idiot. (laughs) One of the cases that you look at that's salient in your report is that of Thomas Silver. Um, 14-year-old Thomas Silver was actually executed for committing sodomy. The boy was indicted for an unnatural offence. Guilty. Death recorded. Yeah, what Naomi here is about to learn is that the term death recorded doesn't mean what she thinks it means. Death recorded. I I was really surprised by this and I, I, I looked it up. Death recorded is the, is what's in I think most of these cases that you've uh, um, you've identified as executions. Yeah, the, the whole basis of her book is looking at all these cases where people were executed, and the judgment was uh, death recorded. It doesn't mean that he was executed. It was a category that was created in 1823 that allowed judges to abstain from pronouncing a sentence of death on any capital convict whom they considered to be a fit subject for pardon. I don't think any of the executions you've identified here actually happened. Well, that's a really important thing to investigate. You wrote the book! You were supposed to do all the research! I mean, in her defense, the term death recorded, you know, it sounds like, oh, their death was recorded. We made a note of this person's death after they were on trial for sodomy or whatever. Still, the interviewer was able to find the actual definition in like two seconds. He just like went to like the court website. (laughs) and There's like definitions of this shit. It's actually like the opposite of being executed. The judge was like, okay, well, you might be eligible for pardon later. (laughs) I'll just go ahead and render this death recorded thing. I don't think any of the executions you've identified here actually happened. Ah. Well, that's a really important thing to investigate. The whole premise of her book has been shattered in like two minutes by this interviewer. What is your... What is your understanding of well, what death recorded means? Death recorded, this is also from, that, I've just read you the definition of it there from the Old Bailey website. But I've got here... Yeah, the Old Bailey, of course, is like the court over there in the, the UK or whatever. A newspaper report about Thomas Silver, and also something uh, from uh, from the prison records that, that show the date of his discharge. The prisoner was found guilty and sentence of death was recorded. Yeah. Ah, but see, but the, the next- jury recommended the prisoner to mercy on account of his youth. See, Mercy, th- because of his youth. I think this, I think this is a kind of... <laughs> when I found this, I didn't really know what to do with it because I think, it is, I think it's quite a big problem with your argument. Also, it's the nature of the offence here. Thomas Silver committed an indecent assault on a six-year-old boy. Yeah, that's the other issue. This wasn't just about homosexuality. Dude was a fucking pedophile. Probably not the best example to use in your book all around. Well... It's interesting because uh, Naomi said that she referenced or referred to the Old Bailey website as one of her sources in the um, in the interview. So I, I don't, she didn't do a lot of good research. Thankfully, the book hadn't been published yet. Uh, and so later she said, look, I corrected the error in the book. The damage was done, though, because her publisher in the U.S. decided to just cancel the publication. Oh, I guess it was kind of printed up. It says copies already printed and distributed were uh, pulled and then pulped, you know, basically destroyed. Then a UK paperback edition of the book was published. And that same guy who did the interview, like read the book again and was like, uh, it's still fucked up. <laughs> There's still errors all over the place. In the book, Wolf presents child rapists 
and those taking part in the acts of bestiality as being gay men in consensual relationships. And that's just completely wrong. She was really hoping this book would be an academic uh, look at uh, homosexuality and what uh, gay people have had to deal with over the years. And unfortunately, the book was a piece of shit. Although she is being taught in schools. The book has been used as an example in university teaching about the dangers of misreading historical sources. Ah, She found her way into the curriculum anyway. The more I read about this lady, the more I love her because she's just so nuts. You know, she's a feminist, and so you'd think, oh, well, she's obviously pro-choice, right? Well, she is kind of, but she hates the way uh, women talk about uh, abortion, how we phrase it, or I guess frame it. You know, if you abort the baby soon enough, it wasn't a viable birth, it wouldn't have lived. It's just a clump of cells. It's not a real baby. Or I don't I don't know how women describe abortion, like the, the thing they're aborting. But uh, Naomi here says, we should just call it what it is, homicide, and we should all be okay with it. Just say, ah, I'm going to go kill my baby today. Time to murder the fetus. That's pretty much her stance. See, I can get behind that. I don't even know how much of a feminist she is anymore because, you know, now that she's like full blown conspiracy theorist, she's appearing on Fox News, like going on Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson. I think her days of defending gays and condoning the murder of fetuses are over. Real quick, uh, before we get into the news, I've got a new U-tard I would like to share with you. His name is Bradley Cooper. He's nothing like that Bradley Cooper. Think of the exact opposite of Bradley Cooper looks-wise, and you're going to be in the ballpark of what we're dealing with here. I think he looks like a stretched-out leprechaun. He's got a... Uh, Red curly hair, a big bushy red beard. I'll try to grab a screenshot here and make it a featured image or a a chapter artwork image. All right. In this first clip, I only have two clips for you because I can't take much, much more today. We've uh, we've been through so much together already. I'm reaching my limit. Anyway, uh, in this first clip, uh, I we've got him horny for Ariana Grande. I believe he's directing this video uh, at Ariana. Hello, Ariana Grande. My name is Bradley Cooper. And excuse my appearance. I was just about to shave and cut my hair. By the way, I've seen a lot of videos from this guy. He uh, he looks the same in every single one of them. He never cuts his hair or trims his beard. But I just watched a video of you on the Ellen DeGeneres show performing your new song about past relationships and how you're thanking your exes and how your love life has not been working out the way that you feel it should be. And I just wanted to let you know that there's a lot of average Joe, blue collar, young guys like myself. Yeah, take a chance on Bradley Cooper. Not that Bradley Cooper. Don't don't get too excited, Ariana. Who would die to be with you. Someone who is as sexy and beautiful and has such natural beauty as you. Someone who has such a body on her and dresses so elegantly and beautiful and not slutty. I mean, I'm sure women like it, you know, when, when guys compliment their looks, but that's all he's complimenting. You're sexy. I like your looks. You dress nice. You got a pretty face. Say something that's not looks related. Like, you seem smart. You can sing real good. You are just an all-around perfect woman that someone like me would cherish, love, and endure, and do everything he can to prove to you. I think it's important that celebrities know who their stalkers are. And thanks to YouTube, you can really get a good idea of who might try to break into your mansion and stab you as you sleep at night. Everything about you is just smashing, and it's an unfortunate tale that all these guys that you've dated, had a relationship with, either died and or didn't work out. I don't know. When you're hitting on someone, I don't think you should mention their uh, past dead boyfriends. It's causing you some hardship because you're the type of woman that doesn't deserve any hardship for all the stuff that you do positive. Yeah, he continues to suck Ariana's clit for a few more minutes i found his most recent video from a few months ago he's very angry with teachers i think students have even caused himself you know with all the stuff that's going on and how the teachers are treating the students unfortunately some students have went out of the way and committed suicide which is horrible and these teachers don't care are they bullying the students or something 
Sounds like the teachers are assholes. And yet we got to still pay our school taxes when most of these schools are empty and no one's going to school. Hey, he's making some valid points here. It is absolutely absurd that they're allowed to get away with this. They are complaining that it's scary, it's not safe to go back to school, that we can't work because we don't have the right this or right that. What about the millions of other people who's been working since this pandemic, if you want to call it, has been going on since last April? It sounds like he's either trying to kickstart his political career here, or he's just trying to impress one Ms. Grande. I never quit my job. I never ran away scared and hid in the corner. I went to work just like everybody else who went to work. I'm a wheel man. I didn't cry that we don't have this or we don't have that. I did my job and moved on with life. I learned how to adapt. I learned how to do my job in a way that's not going to get me sick. And now I want to work for you. That's why you should elect me, Bradley Cooper, for governor. He doesn't even really want to be governor, but he's trying to impress someone, and I think you know who. All right, uh, and with that, let's just get into the crazy, bizarre twist to the fucked up news right now. Hey, if you like Distorted View Daily, please consider signing up for the Sideshow. That is our member site, where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs. Well over 4,000 shows. Uh, Plus, every week I do brand new exclusive programs. Just did an exclusive show yesterday. Earlier in the week on Tuesday, we did a Sideshow exclusive program as well. We usually do two a week. So there are plenty, tons of past exclusive shows for you to listen to. And, of course, the entire archive of Distorted View Daily. Uh, it's at your fingertips when you sign up. Superfreaksideshow.com. Memberships are very inexpensive. Only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. If you want Distorted View to continue, you got to support this thing. Uh, again, superfreaksideshow.com. And thank you so much to my Sideshow members. Uh, also, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview, where you can pledge as little as a dollar. That also helps me out. If you pledge $5, you get access to a special voicemail line where I'll play your calls first. I mean, you know the whole thing. If you've listened to this show for any length of time, you've heard me drone on and on about these two things so thank you to all my patrons and sideshow freaks three very quick stories now first up well 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 we've got some teenage cunts here real fucking skanky hoes officials at prior lake school in minneapolis are investigating a racist video posted by a white student in which she encourages her black female classmates to die by suicide. Why don't you just help yourself? Help yourself. That would be a funny way to tell your fellow students to kill yourself. Play that sound effect. But they were uh, less than creative. The one-minute video shows a student identified. Oh, we've identified the underage girl. Great. Let me go ahead and announce her name right here. Jalen Crooks. Yes, Jalen Crooks of Prior Lake High School in Minnesota repeatedly used the N-word and encouraged a student to end their life. A second student heard in the background of the clip is also a white bitch named Jaden. So we got Jalen and Jaden. So incredibly white. I can't even. Naya Sigin, I may have pronounced that name incorrectly, 14, says she is the target of their racist rant. Naya said another classmate shared the video with her on Monday. I have a copy of the video here. Uh, If you're easily triggered, I don't know what you're doing listening to this podcast. You made a wrong turn somewhere. But yeah, if if uh, racial racist, it's just flat, flat out racist. If racist language bothers you, uh, you know, go go somewhere else. Here's the video. It starts off pretty racist. Like the very first word you hear is the N word. Snickers. Nobody fucking has Snickers. No more Snickers. I'm sorry you are so fucking dark that you can't fucking you're so hot. You can't get anybody. You're not you're not you are you are so rude to Martin. Wait, so (laughs) I wanna make sure I understand what she's trying to say here. You're so dark you're hot all the time. You know, cause the heat gets trapped in. You can't fucking. You're so hot. You can't get anybody. You're not. You're not. You are. You are so rude to Martino's life. You can fucking rot in hell. You fucking made them leave. You dark ass nigger. <laughs> you 
fuck you. Dark ass chocolate bar. Get the fuck out of here. No, I'm sorry you fucking can't get anybody. Nobody likes niggers. No one likes niggers. <laughs> the hard R. She went out of her way to hit that R and make it linger. Nobody likes them. No one likes them. Fucking, the fucking fuck kill yourself right this time. I believe earlier in the podcast, I proved that black people are liked. Oh, yeah. Fuck with your big black car. Yeah, you like it black, don't you? I love that black car. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say for yourself now, Skankarella? Nobody likes them. No one likes them. Not true. Fucking kill yourself right this time. Do it fucking right. Cut cut deep enough. Cut deep enough this time. Or fucking tie the rope higher. Like, what the fuck, bro? (laughs) I love that this dumb bitch posted this on, like, her Instagram account or whatever. What the fuck? Fuck yourself. Fucking kill yourself. You made fucking Ken on Summer Lee. Fucking... Kill yourself. Quote, it was just the most disgusting thing I've ever witnessed in my entire life, said Naya, a freshman at Prior Lake High School. I was feeling confused. I didn't really know what I had done to even deserve it. When I first saw the video, I hadn't really processed everything that was going on, she said. I was hearing the words, but yesterday I was in my counselor's office and I was really talking to them about it. And that's when it hit me and how personal it was to me. That was just really hard because I just had this wave of emotions. Naya struggles with anxiety and depression and attempted suicide in May. She said she was finally overcoming that, but the racist clip has had a tremendous impact on her. This whole entire situation happens and it just feels like a relapse, she said. In a letter sent to staff and families, Principal Dr. John Basic said the video goes against everything for which our school stands. We have launched an investigation into the students involved with the video and will take appropriate action. Racist messages like the one in the video create an environment that is hostile to learning. I want to assure students and staff that we are committed to their safety and emotional well-being. I guess it should be noted that uh, I don't think the school did anything until the video went viral. Then there were protests at the school and students at Prior Lake High School were dismissed early on Thursday amid the protest in response to the video. Also, here's an interesting fact. Uh, Jalen Crooks, you know, the white bitch in this video is not exactly white bitch. Uh, She's allegedly half indigenous and belongs to the most wealthy casino tribe in Minnesota. They reportedly have police guarding her home as the family has allegedly left town amid a wave of death threats and harassment. Whoa, 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 wonderful. That may be seen as offensive, but I think in this case it's okay because, you know, this Native American cunt is, well, a cunt. I'm not the only one who thinks so. Uh, the Shakopee Madagawakatan Sioux community. I don't know how to pronounce any of those words. The Sioux community, you know, the Native Americans themselves uh, said that the tribe fully condemns the teens comments. As a tribal nation, we are acutely aware of the destructive nature of racist thoughts and acts. Our ancestors, uh, ancestors suffered from racist and genocidal government policies and acts for over 200 years. All I know is this was a fantastic way to end the week here on the podcast. An N-word heavy news story. Second story we have for you today. This one comes from Connecticut. State police say they've made progress in their quest to capture some brazen thieves who were caught on camera in a now viral social media video stealing $1,600 in goods from an Oxford market. Oh, they stole way more than $1,600 in goods. Two of the four people involved in a theft at Market 32 in Oxford have been identified. They are allegedly the same thieves who stole multiple TVs from a BJ's wholesale club. I actually have video of that incident. It's crazy. Like, there's absolutely no mechanisms in place to stop thieves, I guess, at BJ's. You could just go in load up a bunch of TVs and you know you can't carry these TVs you got to put them on those uh, those special carts and then they just they walk out to the store they were and they loaded up in their car a customer i think uh, tried to stop one guy just by like holding the cart yeah! Yeah, look at this one. Stop off my TV. 
saying, get the fuck off my TV. <laughs> it's his now. Yo, get this the fuck off my TV. The get- TV he's trying to steal. Get the fuck out of here. You know, and these aren't fucking like high sense TVs, <laughs> the, the shitty TCLs or whatever. These are like LGs and Samsungs. We're not trying. We are. They're trying to load it into the back of the tan-colored Odyssey minivan. They got at least two of them in the car, and then they speed off. Big TV, you know, like 65 inches. Uh, the description of the vehicle is similar and connected to the series of thefts that's been going around the state, explained Lieutenant Keith Egan of the uh, Southington Police Department. He said thieves are becoming more bold and brazen, and police often have their hands tied. That's crazy for people to actually be that bold and do that, said Madeline Lopez Rivera, just a random woman. It upsets me very much that people are that dishonest. Oh, no, they were very honest. I am stealing this TV. I don't think these uh, videos and news stories like this help at all. Because all it's doing, it's showing that people can get away with it. You know, like, oh, yeah, the police are too busy to even uh, come after some television thieves as the robbery is happening. And, you know, store employees are specifically told, like, not to chase after people who steal stuff because then, you know, then it's a huge liability. I'm sure I told you uh, many years ago, my mom worked at uh, Drug Mart, which is, you know, kind of like a, you know, CVS or Walgreens or whatever. And uh, some guy stole money right out of her cash register. You know, he tried to buy like, a, I don't know, like a pack of gum or something. My mom opened the, the register to give him change. And then he just leaned over, grabbed a bunch and took off. And uh, my mom, with her brittle, old osteoporosis laden bones, sprinted after him. I've never seen my mom run ever in my life. I was begging the management of Drug Mart to release the security cam footage. Just just show me. I just want to see what my mom looks like running. She took after him, though, and, you know, she got close. She almost got him. And I think that says more about the robber than it does uh, my mom. This guy must have been extreme, like morbidly obese for, uh, you know, at that time, my mom was like, what, in her early 70s? She was almost able to get him? Anyway... She got in trouble. She got written up for chasing after the uh, the crook. And then uh, she later received a voicemail. They, they called the house and uh, and they said, uh, we just want you to know we're not going to make you pay back the money that was stolen from your cash register. And my mom was like, fuck you. That was that was a possibility. I don't think they can even do that legally. What fucking dicks. Anyway, um, you know, people are realizing you don't really get in trouble for shoplifting anymore. It's a fucking free-for-all. On November 9th at the Stop and Shop uh, over there in Southington, two men stole a shopping cart filled with groceries. Quote, went around and pushed the store manager onto the ground. He fell and it ultimately resulted in a head injury, said the lieutenant. Police responded and they were quick to tail the vehicle, but the vehicle sped away. Once again, now now the police can't even do anything because state law prevents them from engaging in pursuit unless there's an eminent threat to the community. Currently, we can't pursue vehicles if it's a property crime, explained Lieutenant Egan. Yeah, I mean, they know there's a shortage of law enforcement and they're going to try it, added Carla Pella of Wallingford. I don't know if this is a problem around the United States, but if you live in Connecticut, you ever thought about shoplifting? Now would be the time to try it. I thought Connecticut was like a nice, wealthy state, right? Like rich people lived there. Uh, on November 7th, an unrelated but similar incident occurred nearby at the ShopRite. A lady was allegedly caught stealing groceries. And when confronted by the manager, it ultimately resulted in a struggle over the shopping cart. Then she pulled out a hypodermic needle and threatened to stab the store manager. At least in that case, police say they believe they've identified the woman with the hypodermic needle and they're closing in on an arrest. That to me, that sounds like they're bullshitting. They're bluffing like, yeah, yeah, we totally know who committed this crime and we're, we're about to arrest her. So she better just turn herself in. Meanwhile, they have no clue. All right. Final story we have for you today. 
Well, if you've been on Twitter in the past 24 hours, you may have noticed that Borax was trending. My initial thought was, okay, who's eating Borax? Is this a TikTok challenge or is this some uh, COVID cure? Neither was right, although the COVID cure thing, it's closer to, to what, what's actually happening. All right. In a TikTok video that has garnered hundreds of thousands of views, Dr. Carrie Madej outlined the ingredients for a bath that she says will detox the vax. I guess the scenario is uh, you didn't want to get the vaccination, but you also don't want to lose your job or you want to go on your family trip, cruise or whatever. So you gave in, you got the vaccine and now you want it out of your system. Apparently you eat some borax and it neutralizes the vaccine or you bathe in borax and it pulls all of the vaccine out of your pores or something. Yeah, this is ingredients for a bath. Uh, the ingredients are mostly not harmful, although the supposed benefits attached to them are entirely fictional. At least they're not ingesting bleach or Lysol or whatever the hell Donald Trump recommended. At least this is not harmful. It's just stupid, right? All right. So uh, baking soda in Epsom salt, she falsely claims, will provide a radiation detox to remove radiation that she believes is activated by the vaccine. Okay. Clay will add a major pull of poison, she says based on a mistaken idea in anti-vaccine communities that toxins can be removed from the body with certain therapies. Then she recommends adding in one cup of borax, a cleaning agent that's been banned as a food additive by the Food and Drug Administration to take, quote, nanotechnologies out of you. Cuckoo! In reality, in addition to being potentially harmful as a skin and eye irritant, Borax detox bath will not remove the effects of the COVID vaccine from your body. You have absolutely no effect on nanotechnologies. It also won't jam the 5G signals you've been getting since vaccinated. The video is one of several methods anti-vaccine influencers and communities on social media have in recent weeks suggested to their many followers who have capitulated and received the COVID shot. Anti-vaccine message boards are now littered with users caving to societal pressure or work mandates and receiving a coronavirus vaccine. Uh, once you're injected, the life-saving vaccination process has already begun. You can't unring a bell. It's just not physically possible. Ha ha, we win, said Angela Rasmussen, a virologist and uh, adjunct professor at the University of Saskatchewan. Detox remedies and regimens have been staples of the anti-vax movement for years. Long before COVID, anti-vax influencers and alternative health entrepreneurs promoted unproven and sometimes dangerous treatments. Oh, like that silver, that colloidal silver shit turns people blue. End up looking like a smurf. Some anti-vaccine groups are recommending that people who have been vaccinated should immediately self-administer cupping therapy. Who's recommending this? Anti-vaxxers or Gwyneth Paltrow? Oh, that would be a fun game. Anti-vax treatment or goop-endorsed procedure? Or both? Cupping, of course, is uh, where you create suction on the skin uh, to speed up the removal of the vax content, including first making small incisions on the injection site with a razor. Holy shit. Uh, other memes give instructions on how to uninject shots using syringes. Just, like, pull out blood and stuff. Both methods are potentially dangerous, no shit, and would not remove the vaccine. Rasmussen said the transaction process for the mRNA vaccine is fairly quick. Basically, by the time you get out of your car, sorry, the magic has already started. All of this, quote, illustrates how these anti-vaccine communities are shifting and pushing the claims towards vaccinated people. That's according to Saran O'Connor, a disinformation researcher for the Institute for Strategic Dialogue and Anti-Extremism Nonprofit. Back to that crazy doctor who posted the TikTok video on how to detox the vaccine. She has propagated a variety of debunked theories about the COVID vaccines and posted to Twitter about a variety of other conspiracy theories such as QAnon. She describes herself as practicing the truth in Jesus through medicine. 
It's unclear what she meant about nanotechnologies, but on a podcast called Reawaken America, she falsely claimed that there is a liquefied computing system inside of the coronavirus vaccine. She also claimed the vaccines are a gateway to transhumanism. That, for those of you that don't know, is this idea that through technology, we can enhance ourselves and uh, the human condition. And just looking at Twitter and Facebook, realize transhumanism is just a bunch of bullshit. Technology ain't helping no one. All right. Uh, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. We're going to blow through some voicemails. I apologize. I'm posting the show late. Everything kind of got fucked up because we started the week off late because, I, you know, I was up in Ashtabula. Hopefully next week we'll get back on track. Sorry for the late shows. Let's just do a couple real quick voicemails. If you want to call 206-666-4463, love to hear from you freaks. There are many other ways to contact me. Go to distortedview.com for all that information. Hey, Tim, that's great. Big Pete just got to call and say hello. Hello. Um, yeah, Go ahead, plug. I, to I know is- what you're calling in for. You're calling in to plug your goddamn podcast. I know what you're looking to do. The other day you said something about Need Skelton and uh, a video that he posted recently where he was afraid of floor scrubbing machines and cleaning bathrooms because it's beneath him. Oh, and yes. First of all, let me apologize. I guess you aren't calling to plug your podcast. I'll plug it for you in a second. Hold on. <laughs> uh, but yes, on the podcast yesterday, I played a little bit from Mead. Um, and Mead talked about how he wanted to quit his job and he was afraid of the floor scrubber and he didn't want to clean bathrooms. It wasn't beneath him. And I thought that was kind of funny. But what you should do, buddy, is you should go and check out the video where he did hair grooming on YouTube. He did his like whole hair grooming routine. Yes. Uh, I think we played that on the show, didn't we? There's a scene where you could see the toilet and the floor around the toilet in this Ooh. bathroom. And it was disgusting. Oh. Like, really gross. Like, even grosser than Haley's Comet's bathroom floor. All right. <laughs> I love you. Bye. Always throwing Haley's Comet under the bus. Uh, so, yes, uh, Great Big Pete, along with Vlad. You know, Vlad does those funny uh, prank calls and calls to the party line. They've decided to, uh, you know, put their prank calls together and release them as podcasts, which I think is great. It's called Great Big Pranks. Vlad sent me a link today to the uh, the you know Apple iTunes or podcast uh, directory, so it's over there. I'm sure it's everywhere you can find podcasts, right? It's called Great Big Pranks, uh, and the description is: This is a prank call show that features calls from Great Big Pete, RNG, Vlad, Tyler, Soros, Rex. You know these are names you guys know, especially if you hang out in the Discord. So uh, take a listen to it. It's like there was a trailer and uh, like the, the first episode posted. If you like prank phone calls, if you're a fan of, uh, you know, the Snowplow Show and Brad Carter, you know what prank calls are like. (laughs) You've heard of those things before, right? If you're interested in that, uh, check out uh, the Great Big Prank Show. Hi, Timmy Boo. It's Super Freak Show, Side Show, Super Side Member. You got it. And Patron Jersey Devil. Oh, real quick, before you go on, if you guys had any trouble uh, getting onto the Side Show site, yesterday or today uh that was my fault uh the funny thing about domains are you have to pay for them every year and uh, you know how i i hate to part with money so i wait until the very last minute to um renew things well i forgot (laughs) actually uh my it's supposed to auto renew i had a credit card on file but um it was an old credit card like it expired and i forgot to update it so uh for a short period, <laughs> the, the sideshow had no domain, no home, but I took care of it. Everything is back and, and working again. Just, you know, Tim being a horrible businessman. Over here. Um, guess what? I just moved down the street from a famous home invasion. Yeah. What? Uh, my partner actually found out recently um, one of our favorite serial killers uh, invaded the home down the street from us like literally. let's stop for a moment and um ponder the fact that you have a favorite serial killer really on the same block um the serial killer uh was a fan of making shoes for hamsters and his best friend was a imaginary child head that would float around who had no mouth 
that would talk to him through his mind. He would also like shit and come in a hole he dug in the basement. You would love him. Yeah, I'm gonna need to. I, I'm gonna need a name here to do some research. Joseph Callender. Oh, Joseph Callender. Okay. Uh, you should look up footage of him being interviewed by Geraldo. Is oh. the funniest shit ever. All right. Um, you should we'll save that for the Monday show. Listen to how he, why he killed people and why he wanted to kill people hey when he was talking to geraldo did he show off any of his hamster shoes or whatever it's so cool <laughs> all right yeah i don't know if cool is the right word but yeah it's something hey tim you know what he might be my favorite serial killer now too i see why you like him Cat lady, at first i left a voicemail that was just me going sir i want to buy these shoes from a mama please well it's almost the season, right? So I'll allow it. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size. I would have preferred you wait until after Thanksgiving, but okay. And kind of thing. But then I listened to the end of the show from yesterday or today or whatever. I don't know. And oh my God, how is it only a thousand fucking dollars to get something removed from your ass? I just got a CT scan of my stupid fucking heart earlier in the year, and it was almost $8,000. I know. Really, I don't know that, but my dad called me and started... Like, if you're into extreme anal play, I would highly suggest you move out of the United States. Just go over to the UK, somewhere where they got that socialized medicine, because it, it, it'll save you a lot in the end. Screaming at me, like... Get it? In the end? <laughs> what the fuck? What is this fucking $7,800 for a CT of your heart? Why couldn't you got that done? You're not in the emergency room. It's so much fucking money. I'm not made of money. I used to be made of money, but I'm not made of money anymore. Okay. Okay? Could you just stop getting sick? She's off and running. I'm going to have to cut you off right there because we got to end this show. In case you were wondering what uh, Love Lady Cat Lady was talking about, uh, we, we read a story where in the UK, they did some estimates and they figured out, like, to pulse something out of someone's asshole like if you got to go to the hospital because you got like a dildo you know lost up in your butt and couldn't get it out cost about a thousand dollars to get it out that includes like the doctors and the procedures and the hospital stay and everything that's crazy considering like if you even sneeze and the doctor hands you a kleenex boom that's five hundred dollars right there but that's how it is in other countries. All right. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the show. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you at 206-666-4463. That's 206 Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. Oh, suck my fucking asshole. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of shows. I will be back on Monday to do it all over again. Until then, bye, everybody. It's Friday, baby. Fuck. Yeah, it's the weekend, baby. Fuck. Yeah, Friday, baby. Fuck. Fuck. The weekend, baby. Fuck. We'll see you next week. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.